Hello and welcome to Edinburgh Napier's Weekend Sporting Preview with myself, Scott Gourley, joined by my two co-hosts, Karen Gibson, and of course, a new co-host on the show as well, Callum Napier. Great to have you both on. Cheers, Scott. It means we really need to be getting a victory to just put things to bed and positivity to begin again. Outside the box with the header and get the equaliser. And Lawrence Shankland off the bench to send the Tartan army delirious in Tbilisi. Now, first things first, we'll go into the Scotland game. Now, last night, Kvatskilia scored first for Georgia before Scott McTominay equaliser, then followed by another Kvatskilia goal to make it 2-1. And then Lauren Shankland, the hero off the bench in the 86th minute, scoring in the 92nd minute to make it Scotland 2-all. Should he be starting on Sunday against Norway, Karen? Well, he's definitely given Steve Clark a decision to make. Great to see the Hearts player getting getting his second goal for Scotland. I think we're probably a bit light up top for the national team. So, yeah, hopefully he gets his chance. I know that he'll grab it with both hands if it comes to him. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to the Scotland game on Sunday, actually, against mm-hmm. Norway. I'm really looking forward to it. It should be a good game. Uh, it's going to be interesting because I don't think Norway have got Erlen Haaland this week, who's obviously the sort of main man for them. I believe he's twisted his ankle. Right, OK, yeah, so he's out. So Scotland have got a good chance, I think. I think obviously we've already qualified so it's not too important but I'd like to see us still go out for a win last game of the qualifying campaign maybe give some of the youth players a chance as well uh, Are you talking about the likes of Doig and Ferguson there? Yeah it would be a, be a good chance to, to give them a run out I think and see what they can do in front of a sold out Hamden And do you guys think we should be Sticking with the back four, obviously, like Steve Clark changed to a back four last night instead of his traditional back five with the likes of Robertson and Tierney out injured. Do you guys think we should go for a back four again or revert to the back five at the weekend? I go for the back four. If Tierney and Robertson aren't available, why not? I think qualification's already been achieved so actually they're just looking to potentially top their group and these kids still got the opportunity to do that so in doing that they maybe want to go for it. And it's not just the Scotland men's team either who are in action at the weekend. The Scotland under-21s will be facing Belgium under-21s tonight in their qualification campaign. We also spoke and caught up with a local player, Hearts player, Aidan Denham, about how he would like to get his first Scotland cap as well. Trying to get a, my first cap for the 21s would be brilliant. It's obviously a dream come true to even get picked, so yeah, buzzing. There were two home games, but also my family family was in the stand as well, so it would have been, would have been amazing, but like I said, I'll be ready if I get called upon, so just trying to get the first cap, yeah. yeah. Obviously determination, you want to try and get in the squad. You, obviously it's great to be picked, but you want to try and get the starting 11, that's probably the main thing. Try and impress the managers and all the coaches. Probably determination in training and stuff like that, but no, I've really enjoyed it. It's obviously my first time ever getting picked last camp and in this camp as well so yeah really good yeah it was great it's the second time he's been selected for the under 21s but he's never actually featured yet his his career was a remarkable turnaround he'd been released by Robbie Nielsen in the March and brought back in by Stephen Naismith in the July and now he's looking to get first Scotland cap so yeah hopefully he's successful in that just such a lovely young man as well he is yeah <laughs> very engaging very down to earth and then at the weekend as well there will be the Edinburgh Derby but the women's edition for that as well as Hearts women's team go to Easter Road to face the Hibs women's team. What do you guys make of the weekend for that? Yeah, it should be a good game. It's actually free to attend for fans. They're given given tickets away for free in the in the hopes that they can break the record at 
attendance that was previously set in the same fixture that was 8,066 last year so yeah it's a good chance for people to go along and maybe get into women's football if they've not done it before I think the teams are really tight they're both level on points so it should be a should be a close affair yeah I think it's a great idea to open up the gates for free to get as many people in as we can and to and to see the women's game that's the way to try and increase the interest in the in the sport and get the spectatorship up so I think that's a great idea and actually I would do it for any sports that are looking for a bigger fan base Hamden whatever both managers spoke to me about how this is their biggest game of the season because all the fans come into the stadium and it creates a real atmosphere Mm -hmm. for everyone involved Mm -hmm. and I went to the press conference just the other day I caught up with Carly Girasoli and Jerian Bacom about their chances at this weekend's game yeah obviously we know it's quite tight every game's massive and yeah I think this weekend we're obviously looking for the three point there's going to be a a lot of fans so it's going to be a a bit of pressure on us obviously on on them as well so yeah it's going to be a good game yeah of course you definitely have to prepare different for derby games I mean given the history between the two clubs it's going to be a special day and it's going to take more than just talent it's going to have to take pure heart grit we have to be committed to the game plan willing to sacrifice and do whatever it takes to win and not that we don't do that in other games but you know playing against hearts you're going to face adversity they're a tough opponent and as long as we're willing to persevere through that I think we could hopefully come out with a three-point win oh yeah this is like the biggest game ever (laughs) not that other games aren't important again but everyone talks about hearts hibs between fans family teammates in the locker room like this is the game you want to perform in this is the game where you just come in with that killer mentality looking to do whatever it takes to get that win so it'll be a special day at easter road for sure Edinburgh Rugby will also be playing tonight against Vodacom Bulls and Scotland captain Jamie Ritchie returns. What do you guys make of that? Yeah, that'll be a, a good game for him to come back in. He's obviously been out injured since the World Cup, so it's first chance playing back for Edinburgh. So yeah, it'll be good to see him back in action. And they've also, Edinburgh have just announced this week that they've got scrum half Ali Price on loan from Glasgow. He's a, obviously a Scotland international played at the World Cup, but because Glasgow had so many sort of international standard scrum halves, I think the SRU decided to send Ali Price to Edinburgh to give him the chance to get more game time so that's a great signing for Edinburgh as well so I'm sure he'll uh, play well for them Alongside that as well we've also got the Cricket World Cup at the weekend as well of course Karen you used to work for the Scotland cricket team as well just how much are you looking forward to it? Yeah it's great it's a, it's a great event um, obviously India is the home of cricket really so it's going to be a fantastic atmosphere in stadiums that can hold more than 120,000 India the hosts are in the final obviously so that would be great if they manage to get a result on their home turf they take on Australia who I think have won eight times Five. Five times, okay. Sorry. <laughs> so they take on Australia, who have won the World Cup five times themselves. I think this is the eighth time that they've been in the final. So yeah, it should be it should be a good event. We caught up with Shane Berger, who is currently assisting the Netherlands team over in India. He's the former head coach of Scotland's national team, and he was telling us a bit about the in the environment over there. So we are in a beautiful little place called Dharamshala, which is in, in the Himalayas, sort of north of northern India. It's wonderful to see the country and to have the experience of the World Cup here. It's probably sort of the pinnacle of the sport for us, really, as coaches and players. What's the atmosphere like at the World Cup? So the atmosphere is incredible. Um, the, the amazing thing about India is 
you know, cricket is like a religion over here. In this country, cricket's the number one sport, and it means a lot to them, you know. And the Indian cricket team, the guys that walk around here are like rock stars. They are worshipped, and um, any other cricket team that come over, the people kind of treat them in exactly the same manner. The team really, uh, you know, really made their country proud, you know. To be ranked within the top 12 nations in the world, I think, is a great effort, you know. And uh, the, whilst the rugby team's done well, and I guess the football team has certainly made some strides over the last few years, I think the cricket team is one that's probably had the most recent success. I think from a, from a, a media standpoint, it needs to be probably like highlighted a little bit more, and it needs as much support as it can get. What do you think the reason is for it not being so widely followed over here? Cricket needs good weather to be played in. As soon as there's a bit of rain, that stops a cricket game. Football and rugby are probably the two biggest sports. So a lot of the resources and a lot of the interest is found in those two sports, whereas cricket's kind of put a little bit of the back burner. There are a lot of people that play it at a, um, you know, at a recreational level in Scotland. I don't think many people would realise how popular the sport is. Uh, but uh, I think from a from a, a media standpoint, it needs to be probably highlight, highlighted a little bit more. Then just to wrap things up as well, we've got the Formula One at the weekend in Las Vegas. What are we thinking prediction-wise for that? Honestly, I don't know. It's, it's going to be an interesting race. Obviously, it's held on the Las Vegas Strip for the first time ever. I think the drivers, some of the drivers don't seem too keen on it. I think Max Verstappen said the whole event was 99% show, 1% race. <laughs> so he's obviously not really looking forward to it. I think they've already had issues in practice this morning. A drain cover burst in one of Carlos Sainz's tyres mm-hmm. and they've had to uh, kind of suspend racing. So, yeah, not a great start, but I'm sure a lot of people will tune in. Yeah, I believe they've had to go around and check all the manhole covers around the whole route to make sure that that doesn't happen again. So a few teething problems but hopefully it's a good event yeah not the most ideal situation for them these things happen but i mean it's it's cool it's happening there it's obviously f1's become such a global sport now thanks to netflix show and stuff that's the reason why they're able to hold it here i mean it'll be huge there'll be lots of people lots of money getting splashed i'm sure so yeah it'll be interesting perfect well thank you so much karen gibson and cal napier for joining myself on the show today and thank you guys for listening as well we very much appreciate it and hope to catch you next week